Welcome to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Solomon Timothy. And I am Taylor Rowe. Today's episode, we talked about the idea of being proactive versus reactive, specifically when it comes to your marketing strategy, your marketing plan. This is something that we, we deal with all the time as a, uh, an outside marketing agency, right? That partners with a lot of different types of businesses, even from the very beginning when organizations are reaching out to us for assistance with their marketing. It's in a very, very, a lot of times in a very, very reactive mindset in a very reactive situation where, you know, maybe personally their, their job is at risk or, you know, the company financially, the organization is struggling and, you know, we're missing quotas we're missing sales numbers or we're so far behind or we're so far behind even on resources that, you know, we're, we're basically just underwater and we're looking for some sort of a Hail Mary situation. Right. And what we're trying to do and what we try to help all of our organizations that that choose to partner with us is help shift that mindset. So you're not in that position where you have to be constantly reactive and putting out fires specifically as marketers and marketing leaders. We need to instill this really throughout the entire organization that we're going to be a proactive organization. We are going to plan, we are going to strategize and we are going to of course execute on that that strategy and that's really what it what it means to be proactive as a marketer so in this episode we dove into some different use cases and scenarios about how to be more proactive as a marketer rather than uh, reactive hope you enjoy so taylor today's topic is reactive marketing versus proactive marketing and i think we have like the best view in our position to see how companies act, right? Are they extremely reactive or are they proactive? Do they have a plan for the next 12 months and we're executing that? Or is it we're having a plan for the next 12 days? Right. <laughs> Do you want to speak a little bit about that and why one doesn't work and you know how companies rather should be thinking? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's uh, the old adage, uh, either uh, if you fail the plan, then you're planning to fail, right? right. And I think that, that rings true, especially when it comes to marketing. And for whatever reason, I think it's probably because of the uh, advancements in the ability to track and really digital marketing and the, the whole idea that we have performance marketing, right? Which is literally, you know, we're running something, running an ad, we're, you know, showing up in Google searches and we're getting a immediate result, immediate sort of gratification, right? And so because that is possible, a lot of times we see that very reactive when it comes to the marketing strategy as a sort of a last ditch effort to generate leads, right? We're waiting until the pipeline is completely dry or we're waiting until, you know, we've missed quota five out of the last, you know, six quarters or whatever that may be. And right before everyone, you know, gets fired or we decide who we want to close up shop, we look at, you know, what are some quick wins? And that's, that's really what we see in terms of like a reactive marketing. And obviously that's to the extreme, but there's a lot of organizations that maybe unknowingly are reactive in the same capacity, right? So B2B organizations that are, you know, let's say going to trade shows or sending out, you know, direct mail or doing anything along those lines in terms of traditional marketing, uh, a lot of times is reactive as well. It's um, okay. Sales team is going to this, you know, conference or this 
market or whatever this trade show marketing put together this collateral right and needs to fit these parameters and so all of a sudden the marketing team or the marketing agency is doing a lot of activities and deliverables but they're just reacting to that one situation it's like okay this is the best sales presentation we can give you or this is the best email we can give you in this scenario and there's no real thought or real continuity from you know the beginning of the year to the end of the year and so when you look at it you did a lot of activity over you know, January, February, March, all the way to the end of the year. But when you look back at it and you might be going into as a marketer into a performance review or kind of reporting back to the CEO and saying, you know, you had 12 months to move the needle on some of these marketing initiatives. You know, what did you get done? And again, it's a lot of activity, not a lot of outcome. And so the difference here is the shift to have a more proactive strategy, which we can talk about what that looks like and change that so that you have a plan in place and you're, you're moving along and, and having some benchmarks along the way. Yeah, man, that was powerful. We don't need to talk more. <laughs> Literally the podcast is done right there because many times that's what companies do is kind of getting something together just just a week before the trade show, like you said, it's literally a week before. Send out a press release or this or that. And and it really comes down to communication issue, right? The the less we communicate, then all of a sudden there's this chaos and then you're, you're, you're already back on your heels. And so you have to be reactive. And obviously if that's happening in the marketing department, that's carrying over into all the other aspects of the business. I mean, think about it. Also, when you come back from this conference, you're like, well, we have all these leads. What are we going to send them? Well, let's come up with an email quick. Let's send everybody the same email. And it just doesn't work. And you wonder why you're not hitting your goals. And I think it, I think it's not that they're trying to do that. I just think that it's not well planned out. And it just ends up becoming that way, right? These aren't individuals who aren't intelligent or cannot write emails or execute. It's just there's just no resources put aside to think and plan and strategize. Therefore, mm. they end up being in a position of having to be reactive when, you know, they have nothing else that they could be doing. It's either reactive or nothing. So they're like, well, mm. let's just get something out and let's hope for the best. Yeah. And, and absolutely. Like you said there, it's not a usually not a lack of quality, right? Because you can still spend a lot of time and you can craft great, you know, post, like you said, trade show, we're using this example. So we'll just kind of roll with it. Post trade show, you know, marketing sequences, campaigns, emails, follow up, whatever that may be. And it can be really great. But now because this wasn't a part of the original plan, everything else that was on your docket to get done that month, that quarter, whatever that is, is now put on the back burner. And all yeah. the resources are focused on this one event because we didn't you know, necessarily plan well enough in advance. So it doesn't, again, always come down to a quality issue, but it's going to come down to a progress issue if we don't continue to knock these items off of the more strategic marketing plan that we'd have in place. What would a proactive plan look like? It's just like the minimum, the, the simplistic way. I'm not trying to make it elaborate. I just want people mm-hmm. to have a vision of what they should be thinking about or working towards. And by the way, yeah. more organization than not is more reactive. And it's not their fault. It's just that, you know, it's just how we're, I mean, look where we are today, right? We have to be extremely cautious in what we do and, yeah. and think twice. So everything, all the plans have been changed. However, yeah, many times we can still plan out and we just, correct some of the things, not have to think about what to do. Exactly. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, put your head down and just operate the same way over and over and over for 12 months or 24 months. What we're trying to say here is that you do need to be flexible. You need to be 
agile and you need to be able to adapt to whatever situation is, but you should have some scenarios kind of played out, right? And the way that we approach marketing is really a pretty much a scientific approach, right? If you remember in, in school when you had to do some sort of a science experiment, uh, you didn't just start mixing chemicals together or start cutting into stuff. Uh, you had to, to map out a plan of here's what we think will happen and here's our sort of hypothesis. And we believe that because of this evidence that we've seen in the past or here's the different scenarios that could happen. And, you know, we're confident within a reasonable percentage or variance that here's going to be the outcome. And if it's not and we don't hit, you know, X, Y or Z by a certain date or we're not seeing this progress then it's time to pivot. It's time to look at a, a look at the data and see why it's not working. And we apply that same hypothesis and process to any marketing plan, marketing strategy. So we ultimately always work backwards from the end result. Correct. Um, so if we say, hey, we want to have you know X number of dollars in sales or mark or revenue or leads or whatever that may be, typically it is tied to revenue. And when we say tied to revenue, again. We're not looking at it in a a short term. I spent a dollar this month. I need $5 back next month. We're looking at it in terms of, you know, for one year, two years, three years down the road, what are our revenue goals? And if this is our three-year revenue goal or two-year revenue goal, how do we make that happen? How do we get there? What does that look like in terms of the lead volume, the lead quality, the conversations that our salespeople are having, the sales process? What does our overhead look like? What does our team structure look like? And where are there some opportunities to automate that? How do we make a better customer experience on the sales side? And how are our customers going to find out about us? Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, right? Businesses go through this when there's a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, Maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at OneIMS and especially with this podcast is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. Once we start understanding how our clients are going to find out about us, then we start developing the individual tactics and strategies to start that education process, to start disseminating and, uh, you know, getting that information out there through multiple channels. Right. And so by having that end goal in place, then you set benchmarks based on realistic timelines of what you know it's going to take. Right. We're putting together, you know, a podcast. We're putting together a series of blog posts. We're putting together an ebook, a webinar email campaigns, we're implementing new technologies, we're running Google ad campaigns, we're going to run a series of social media ad campaigns. How long does all of that take in terms of individual items, activities, press releases, landing pages, workflows, and then map that out based on your resources, based on external resources, based on budgets, then those individual things, that's where you can be reactive, right? Oh, your cost per click on this one campaign is a little bit too high. Let's dive in there and make some adjustments and see what's happening. But you should always know what direction you're going and what the the benchmarks and KPIs that you're looking for 
are going to lead to in the end. And you'll notice that when you start doing that, it does start to look more big picture, more long-term. But again, ultimately we all plan on being in business for at least another five years. Right. And so if you don't have a plan in place for five years and you're just executing day to day to day, what's going to happen is like the example that I give at the beginning where we're doing a lot of activity. There's no No question that the marketing team is working hard or the marketing agency is working hard. We're just reacting and, you know, this, this happens about our press release, this new competitor came in. So look at their AdWords campaign. Oh, let's build a new landing page for this. Or let's write a blog post about this. But for what, what is the ultimate goal? How does this align with your strategic company direction and your marketing vision? And how is this going to benefit the customer? And if you don't have those parameters in place of that long-term plan, we call it a blueprint we develop here for all of our clients. If you don't have those parameters in place, then you don't really know what game you're playing, right? And so every day there's going to be a new tool or new technology that top new platform that pops up in uh, the marketing space and you're going to be going all over the place, right? So you have to have some discipline to stick to the plan. And the only way you can do that is if you have a plan in the first place. And also, like you said, even though we don't know what's going to happen five years from now, we certainly can plan on how much money we'd like to be making in five years so we can work backwards, right? You're not going to double and triple if you don't have a plan. And I, I, and I think, I, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think the easiest way is if, you know, you said, what if we would have done this five years ago? What if we would have right. started blogging every day five years ago? Where would we be today, right? When you look at it in terms of uh, this investment, you know, everybody looks at the return on investment, right? And so that's where you start getting into that transactional reactive type marketing uh, mindset is because, well, we ran this ad campaign for five days didn't get any leads or we got leads that weren't quality. So let's all of a sudden react and make a change or remove it or stop spending money. But again, if you look at it and you would have said, Hey, what if we would have spent the time and effort to attend every industry trade show for the last five years? Or what if we spent the time and attention to document our process? And, you know, we're a manufacturing company and uh, we make you know very, very precision pieces and parts for aerospace and medical devices and oil and gas And what if we just for five years would have been recording and videotaping our engineers, our process, our technologies, explaining every time a new quote came in, we just broke out our phone and and recorded, you know, hey, here's here's our thought process that goes into this. And here's the type of parts that you're going to need. And because you're in the medical device space, you're also going to need to worry about this sort of compliance and this sort of regulation. Here's what we do. Here's what we've done in the past. It's just literally documenting what you already are doing. It's no additional work aside from pulling out a phone and then recording it and then publishing it to the website, right? But now if you look at that, you would have five years worth of, you know, historical documentation of everything that your organization does, right? And so then what do you do with that today? How do you leverage that today? So those are the type of things that when you look long-term in five years is is not a long time when you're talking about a business, right? But it seems like a long time when you're an individual in a job and say, well, I, you know, I can't put together a five-year plan. I don't know if I'm going to be here for five years, right? But look at what happens, right? Then the longer I think you're in your career and the longer that you're executing some of these campaigns, you'll start to realize that six months, 12 months, 24 months is not that long of a time. Nope. Uh, and if you would have committed to what the plan was in the first place and stuck to it for 24 months, You'd be so much further ahead of the competition by now. You know, comes to mind is like day trading, right? Many times you think that you're going to beat the market <laughs> rather than just leave a bunch of money in the January. By December, you would have been better off than buying in the wrong price and selling 
it's kind of the same thing people do in marketing. They're thinking that I can yeah. beat Facebook and I'm just going to, you know, really go up in February and then drop the ball like the rest of the month, right? So, or a year. Yeah. It's the same kind of principles that you're not disciplined. So where you're going to end up losing in the long run rather than doing an email campaign saying every two weeks that we're going to consistently create content, pro- provide value, or like in, in YouTube, if you're going to create content, it's like, hey, we want to drop one video, but every week rather than so many right. videos one time and then no one to really help you, you know, maintain that presence, right? So I think having that plan and being yep. more proactive and investing your time in only those things that actually are due next week, rather than being overwhelmed and how am I going to hit $12 million in revenue by the end of the year? Say, look, man, it's just a million a month. <laughs> how do we do that? Right. Right. And it's a bit of a snowball effect because the, the more proactive you yes. are, then inherently the less reactive you have to be. Yep. Right. It's a, it's a, uh, the more re- pro or reactive you are, it just compiles, right? Because right. then all of a sudden you're just putting out fires all over the place. But if from the beginning you did have a plan in place, and like you said, it can be less overwhelming because yeah, there's a lot to get done. And this is a big, uh, big mountain that we have to climb, but we would have known, okay, well, here's the first, first five days. Here's what we have to do, right? Let's take it one week at a time. Uh, and so, yeah, it is, uh, it can seem overwhelming, but it, it's less overwhelming when you have a plan in place. Right. And just because we did talk about having conferences or events, they're very expensive. So if you are going to go to them, having a plan, what are we going to do pre event and post event, even well before it, having a template made, having a campaign strategy made, you, nobody has to worry about what are we sending to the people afterwards because we already have something because we planned it out. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's when you actually make the ROI is to not be stressed out and try to call everybody back and you know not get it is to really be like, hey, we're going to send you this right. after the event. Participate in this webinar or whatever that might be. Any final thoughts, Taylor? I mean, I think we covered a lot of what brands have to be thinking towards. Not, it does not require a big marketing department, by the way, to be able to do this. You don't need 12 people you know, to plan it out on a whiteboard. I just think that you just need to spend more time planning. You know what I mean? Measure twice, cut once. <laughs> yeah, I've heard somebody wise say that one. <laughs> right? It's the same exact thing. You don't have to yeah. do it twice, but plan yeah. as much as possible. Yeah, and and I'm I, speaking uh, to myself, by the way. This is not just... Mm-hmm for our audience. We're just simply bringing out what we see every day uh, as a conversation here. Yeah. I think it starts top down, right? Because if you don't have buy-in right from CEO, I mean, CEO ownership, leadership, then the whole reason that you're going to get that pressure and then all of a sudden you're going to become reactive is because we're looking at maybe the wrong metrics or yeah, I would say we're looking at the wrong metrics, right? Because all of a sudden it's like you said, you know, the lead quality went down or this happened or, you know, uh, we, we don't, we're not hitting our revenue targets. We need to have, for one, we need to have a, a bigger pipeline and multiple channels of leads and multiple sources of, you know, bringing on revenue. Uh, that's going to relieve a lot of this external stress. pressure yep. and the stress. Right. And then the second thing is you need to have buy-in from the market. And, and I actually would suggest even the marketing team really kind of be broken up into two different departments, which I think maybe we it's probably a whole other podcast topic, but one focused on awareness, demand generation, uh, and one focused on some of those performance-based marketing things that we're talking about, right? Which is 
you know, the Google ads campaign is probably the easiest thing that we talk about is, Hey, we spend money today. We want to generate some leads tomorrow because we're getting clicks, we're getting conversions, and then the sales team's going to follow up. But then that's the most bottom of the funnel performance-based marketing sort of campaign that you can run. But it can't just focus on that. That's going to be stuck in that reactive mindset. So proactive strategy would be how do we actually build a bigger brand so that we're getting more of those leads. And not only are people just searching for a solution and finding us, that they're actually going to search for our brand name, right? Well, how do we go about doing that? We need to build a brand presence. And we're going to do that by continuously providing value to our audience, to our potential customers, and help them see that using our solution, partnering with our company is going to be better for them and better for their organization. Also, at the same time, we're going to give them so much value that's unrelated to our services or our products, it's just going to help benefit them so that we're consistently connected to this idea of providing value. So again, those metrics look completely different. I mean, I give the example of, you know, record your process or record your day to day job for five years and, you know, post that on YouTube or post it on your website at five days, five months, you know, of doing that. And your CEO is going to say, why are you wasting all this time yeah. recording videos? It hasn't produced a single lead deal, right. right? So yeah, not even a deal, not even a lead. So again, you need buy-in to be able to have the freedom to execute on some of these things. And by no means am I saying we shouldn't have goals as a marketing organization or marketing department, or we shouldn't have metrics that are tied to revenue, but I'm saying we should separate them and understand how one metric influences the other metric and have a plan to help hit those end results, which is ultimately tied to revenue. Well said. Any final thoughts? If not, that was my final thoughts. That was your thought final there. thoughts. I know uh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad we covered the, the reactive versus proactive, and it's not like it's going to change overnight in any organization. It's working towards having a plan so that you can have a better quarter next quarter than you might be this quarter, right? So yeah, thanks a lot for tuning in. I don't know where you're listening from. Leave us a comment, subscribe, share this episode with a friend, and we'll see you next time. All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you can do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight all right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers. Head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that can help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.